I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. All right, my friends, today we are getting real. We're talking about being on the receiving end of constructive feedback. I don't care what your role is in the organization, from an individual contributor who was hired yesterday to the CEO of the corporation, we are all on the receiving end of constructive feedback from time to time. And of course, we are coming up on performance reviews in many industries where employees, even the best of the best, I mean the peak performers, will probably get some constructive feedback as part of their performance review process. Whether that's in a personal conversation with their manager, in written documents connected to their review, or some other way, it is bound to happen. And if you happen to be one of those who is not a peak performer, well, (laughs) there will be even more of it more of that constructive feedback for you to take in. Now I can relate, maybe more than you think. Between course evaluations for training courses and keynotes that I give, direct messages on Zoom sessions from attendees in my programs, and unsolicited advice from other speakers and trainers, I gotta tell you, it's an occupational hazard for sure. Well, among those things, I am pretty much opening myself to constructive feedback on the daily whether I realize it or intend for that to happen. Just within the past week, I've received multiple pieces of constructive feedback, and I take the same advice myself that I am giving you here today. Now, for those of you who are not in the midst of performance reviews right now in your organizational life, your experience might be a bit more like mine. The constructive feedback just keeps on showing up, sometimes when you least expect it. Well, today, my friends, I've got six tips for you to get the most from that constructive feedback. But first, I need to stress that it's not personal. Well, it sort of is because you did it. (laughs) Same for me when I'm on the receiving end. I did it. But the intention behind it is not to attack you as a person. Rather, the intention is to improve something. Improving how you serve your customers, internally or externally improving the accuracy of data for better decision-making, improving the accessibility of a document so we can reach wider audiences, that sort of thing. It's easy to think that it is personal, though, because you or I are the person who did the thing. We were not as polite to our customer as we could have been, not as accurate with the data as we could have been, not as attentive to accessibility as we could have been. So that's why it's easy to take it personally. We are the one who did the action, however intentional or unintentional. But here's the problem with taking it personally. We get defensive. Fight, flight, or freeze kicks in. 
That's the body's natural response to feeling threatened. It's to get defensive. When fight, flight, or freeze kicks in, our body is mobilized for protection. The blood flow goes to our arms and legs so that we can defend ourselves. And when that happens, the blood flow does not go to our brain, where we can think critically and listen at our best. So we don't really take it in. And if we don't really take it in, we can't learn from it. And if we don't learn from it, we won't actually improve, attempt to improve, or come up with a new way to do something. So even though you might be tempted to take it personally, please, please, please do remember that it is far more than likely that the person who is sharing the constructive feedback with you has positive intentions in mind. And they don't mean for you to take it personally. Okay, so now let's move on to the action steps for you to keep present, take in the new information, think about what you're going to do with it, and take some steps to change it or otherwise improve. All right, here we go. Step one, prepare yourself in advance. Essentially, expect the unexpected. This is work that you do before your review or before that conversation where you get that difficult feedback. Acknowledge that the process itself is about improvement. Think back to other times in your life when you've learned something from critical feedback, even if it was challenging to accept that feedback in the moment. When you prepare adequately in advance, you'll be in a better position to manage your emotions when the information comes up that you were unaware of or not ready to hear. Step two, truly listen to what's being shared and suspend your disbelief in the moment. If you have any doubt or skepticism about the feedback, put that aside, take a deep breath or two, and ask yourself, how is it true that I or my work are being perceived this way? And then ask yourself, what would I do about it if it were true? Allow yourself to compassionately be in this line of inquiry with yourself. It's not easy to field surprises about your own work performance. Of course, we all think we're doing either the best we can or the best that the circumstances require. (laughs) But that's not always the case. We don't always know how we're being perceived. So when you truly listen, you're likely to get some new information that you can put to use that will improve your performance. Step three, ask questions. Engage in a dialogue about the specific area in which you're getting the feedback. If it isn't clear why this particular feedback or area of your performance matters, ask about the impact on the larger business. Perhaps it's something that seems inconsequential to you, but has a bigger impact up or down the workflow or value chain from where you are. There is always so much that we do not see that happens before our part of the work or after our part of the work. And it could be that we're missing something that really does have a significant impact either upstream or downstream from where we're sitting. Step four, if the feedback feels vague or ambiguous, ask for examples. Asking a question like, can you tell me about a specific instance of that behavior or better yet, even a few of them so that I'm more easily able to identify it myself when the opportunity arises? 
And then again, back to step two, double down on listening. And in fact, take some notes in the moment. Taking notes will help you stay centered on the information at hand, and it will be a great tool for you to use in later recalling the conversation and making a plan for how to address the feedback. Another great reason to take notes is, especially when you're experiencing a bit of unsettlement around the constructive feedback, let's say it's bringing up an emotional response for you or reaction, perhaps you're close to tears or anger or frustration. Concentrating on taking notes can keep you anchored and centered and quite frankly, keep you from making some emotional outbursts that you later maybe wish you hadn't. So taking notes and asking for examples. Step four. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Step five be gracious. If the conversation isn't easy for you to take in, it is probably at least a little bit uncomfortable for your counterpart as well. And there are several things to be gracious about. First, you can be gracious about the new information about your workplace behavior and your performance. It's one thing to think we're wonderful at our jobs. It's another thing to get some specific information that will help us be wonderful at our jobs. Second, if the person did a good job connecting your behavior to the organizational impact of that behavior, you know, like I was mentioning upstream and downstream, then definitely thank them for that. Often when we're not performing at our best, it is not because we aren't trying or that we don't want to try. Instead, it's quite often because we didn't know that performing better in that area made a difference like putting the new cover sheets on the TPS reports in the workplace cult movie, Office Space. The main character, Peter, might see the new cover sheets as mindless paperwork. But one of the eight bosses that he directly reports to sees this as a very important step in the workflow. So if the person sharing the feedback can make a direct link between your work and the organizational impact, not that they necessarily did for Peter in Office Space, mind you, But if they do, you can express gratitude for that. And finally, if the person giving the feedback is obviously uncomfortable in sharing that feedback with you, acknowledge that this might be a difficult thing for them to bring up and that you're grateful that they did despite their discomfort. Again, odds are if you're uncomfortable on the receiving end, there's a good chance that it's uncomfortable for them as well. So it's just a nice practice to be gracious for them to have been straightforward with you about sharing that feedback. And step number six, take a break 
if it's simply too much for you to take in. It's okay to pause the conversation for now and resume it at another time. Doing so is not a career-limiting move. In fact, it can be quite the opposite. A former executive coaching client of mine, Christine, called me one day, near tears, thinking that she had perhaps done a career-limiting thing in her performance evaluation. She was working for a large multinational corporation, and she was located in one city, and she had a new vice president that she reported to who was in another city on the other side of the country that she hadn't met. He had been in his role for three months, and she had been in her role for many years. Now, as he started delivering her performance evaluation over the phone, she heard a few things that surprised her. Number one, there was some information that was fair and that she knew about, but again, was constructive feedback. It was hard for her to take in. Number two, she learned some information that she had previously been unaware of, and it really caught her off guard, made her feel vulnerable. But as she thought about it, she did realize there was some truth to it. But this was just simply something she was unaware of about her own performance. And number three, some of the information that he was sharing with her about her own performance was flat out wrong, and she needed to provide additional information and data. (laughs) She caught herself feeling very emotional, very vulnerable, and so she asked, if they could continue the performance evaluation conversation another day. Her new vice president said to her, but Christine, I haven't even gotten to the good stuff. Christine paused for a moment and she said, I don't really think I could take in the good stuff right now. I've heard some information that's fair and that I knew about, but that was tough for me to hear. I heard some information that I was unaware of and that caught me off guard and I think there's some additional data that I need to provide you with because a few things that you shared seemed off base compared to what I know to be true. And so because of those things, I'm not really in a state of mind right now to take in anything else until I've had time to digest this and get back to you. Well, he thanked her for her direct response. And indeed, they finished the performance review a couple of days later when Christine was in a much more clear state of mind and she could talk more objectively about the feedback that she'd received in the first part of their conversation and she had had the time to supply him with some additional data in the areas that he had overlooked, albeit because he was new in the role, not because of any malice or any wrongdoing on his part. (laughs) Again, she called wondering if she had made a career-limiting move And my response to her was, no, Christine, you absolutely have not made a career-limiting move. In fact, what you just did acknowledges the difficult situation that you were in and demonstrates a great deal of emotional intelligence on your part. And I added, I hope your vice president learned a thing or two about the importance of being able to take a pause when feedback isn't landing in a way that is making a person feel emotionally comfortable. And, you know, when there is the luxury of time, it wasn't a specific crunch time thing that they needed to resolve right then. They could come back to it easily a day or two later. So there you have it, my friends. Six tips for handling constructive feedback, whether you saw it coming or whether it took you by surprise. So here's a quick recap. Prepare in advance to be met with the unexpected. 
Step two, truly listen. Take a deep breath if you need to. Step three, ask questions. Step four, ask for examples, especially if you're not sure when or how the behavior in your performance occurs. Step five, be gracious. And step six, take a break if you need to. So whether the constructive feedback is part of a formal review process or if it comes up unexpectedly, I wish you all the best in taking it in and learning something from it. I know for me, I have to take a step back, take a deep breath, truly listen, and think about how whatever it was I said or did is negatively impacting someone else, whether that is upstream, downstream, or right in the moment, and do my very best to learn from it and change my behavior. Until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.